0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Beantown Podcast, presented by Quinn David Furnace, the People's Podcast. New slogan, we're trying it out. People really like it, as voted by you, the fans. We're coming to you live from 817 St. Paul Street, where it is humid as uh, a cow's udder. Uh, probably 100% humidity, mid-80s. It's just, this is the way it is. Uh, Here for about the next three months, so you better get used to it. I was folding my laundry half an hour ago, and I swear to God, I was—it was was just sweating. Like I don't have my AC on right now because I—I want to get as far into the summer as I can without turning it on because then your utility bill just goes through the roof once you do that so I've still got fans going and all that stuff and windows open, all the stuff you're supposed to be doing keeping my fridge door open my freezer doors open, all the good stuff that you need to do to cool down your house and I'm still sweating so we'll see how far I can make it. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast for two reasons. One, we will occasionally use some Uh, 18 plus language here and there and then number two the podcast is just objectively terrible although my hope is that today the podcast is going to be just a little bit less objectively terrible because we are being joined by a fabulous spectacular guest (laughs) Miss Maggie coming to us live from Northern Illinois to talk all about grad school, something that I myself have been through and something that Maggie is one week, you heard it here first, uh, one week away from finishing. That's very exciting. If you're sitting at home sipping on your pina coladas, go ahead and give a round of applause for Maggie because she's worked hard and she deserves it. Maggie, welcome to the Beantown Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you for having me. I'm
0: doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Listen to that clean, crisp audio quality. We're coming to you with the Samsung Q2U USB (laughs) microphone dual action. Using that with a little FaceTime audio and a little cheapy speaker I bought. Let's see what the brand is on that. Doesn't have a brand. That's not what you like to see when you're going for sponsorship dollars. Uh, But, yeah. Yeah. Maggie, so glad that you could, uh, you could come on the podcast to us today. We're going to be talking about grad school and uh, kind of the, the mental health aspect of that. So let's go yeah. ahead and, and jump right in with the first question here. Why don't you just give us a quick, uh, not necessarily quick, but a general overview of, of what program you're in and what the overall experience has been like for you. So
1: my program I'm part of this specific program where it's a combined degree business so I'm just finished my bachelor's last year and then I had this one year where I kind of rushed to finish my master's degree so it's been it's been kind of like rocky in terms of like having that transition and being able to maintain that objective aspect of being a graduate student but at the same time not so much so that was a lot of like last year and I can get into the technicalities of it later but yeah um, my degree's in psychology and I'm in a more specified program within psychology at my school and yeah.
0: Now you and I are both people who have or will have done our masters in pretty short periods of time um i I think most people for masters two years is kind of the standard there are there are plenty of people who do it quicker combined degree programs one-year programs all, all all that sort of stuff what would you say for you um has been the biggest challenge of doing a graduate program in such a small period of time
1: it's definitely the kinds of expectations that are put onto you, and also that time frame that you have to fulfill those expectations. So, basically, for my program, I'm paired up in a lot of the classes with the PhD students and other master's students who are doing a more traditional route of the master's program, where it is like a two year program and I'm more thrusted into it as. I do like my one year terminal degree and then I'm finishing up my bachelor's at the same time. So I guess initially the hardest part was being able to make that really quick transition from the undergraduate mindset to the graduate mindset. Because it's so easy to forget about the workload that you have as an undergraduate. You kind of think, oh yeah, this is the college experience. I have all this homework, but I have time to go out and go to house parties and stuff and do all this cool stuff on the weekends. But with graduate school, that completely disappears. You become so entrenched in your work and you become part of the program to the point where you're living and breathing this stuff nonstop and There is that expectation that, oh, you're going to write these multitudes of papers that we're going to assign you from each class. And on top of that, you need to be joined in with a lab, and then you need to be networking, and why don't you have an internship at this point? And it's just like, it's so much. And when you don't have the basic skills or you didn't have that mental reset to where you could just kind of breathe and take it all in, it's really difficult to get your to to get
0: started on that I would say yeah I totally agree with what you said I mean it it really consumes your life Um, you know if you're in grad school full time you probably don't have time to you know take two nights out of your week to go spend time hang out with friends that sort of thing go get drinks (laughs) I mean I I can recall last year in my graduate program we would do that but it would be like after our 6pm to 9pm class we'd go out get like One drink, and it wasn't. You know, it was always kind of tied to the school mindset. And then on top of that, I was I was working forty hours a week with with all my night classes, and it's really just takes over your life. And I know that's not everyone's experience, but that's definitely something that um, that you have to. Recognize before you commit to something and then one other thing. I'll add to this which is unique to actually both of our experiences is that uh, We both went to graduate schools that were on the quarter system uh, Which you know if you don't know about it it It's pros and cons compared to the semester system as you would expect But one of the really difficult things is how fast-paced those classes are Because a lot of them you get ten weeks and that means nine or ten lectures uh, it just means you're responsible for a lot of the learning on your own, which I think is is true of master's degrees across the board, but it's amplified mm-hmm. um, with the quarter system. I, I like the quarter system, but there are definitely some uh, some challenges associated with it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, touching yeah,
1: on that point, like with kind of like – grabbing drinks after class, it's so tied in, like, when you're doing a graduate program, you're kind of expected to hang out with your cohort and just stay within that social group, I would say. Like, not a lot of people in graduate school, I think, like, have friends that are, I think, outside of, like, that general program, because I know that a lot of people within my program, they know each other because they've worked in labs together, or they know so-and-so through a faculty member or something and they really like kind of intermingle in that program and they're not very much apt to reach out to the broader community in that university or to reach out to other graduate programs I would say.
0: Yeah absolutely there's definitely that um, whether it's said or unsaid there's that expectation that you're you're doing at that I know that was something that I don't know if I would label it as a a huge challenge for me necessarily, but it was, you know, so I went to you know, grad school eight miles from where I went to undergrad, and so I, you know, I spent a lot of time with the people in my cohort, but I was also trying to, you know, balance my friends from undergrad because they were, right. you know, I, I started my graduate programs three months after I finished my undergraduate program, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of that, um, balance as well you're absolutely right Uh, i i think we've touched on a lot of this already but but what are some of the biggest physical and mental adjustments you you have to make when you start a grad program that you think people should know about before they commit to one
1: so definitely a lot of mental health preparation i would say There's a lot of things that manifest in your time in graduate school, both uh, physiologically and mentally. So it's always good to kind of check yourself and see if you're, you know, you're doing okay mentally, if you're not kind of like in that state of stress and not like on the verge of, I would say, burning out, or to really consider like whether you want to dive into a graduate program immediately, or if you just want to take a year or two to kind of reconsider options, play around a little bit in the applied uh, world, I would say, and kind of garner experience from there. So I think being able to have that um, capacity to kind of keep the ball rolling and not feel like you're dragging yourself to the finish line, I think it's all about that, I would say. And just, I don't know. I guess just like making sure that you know there are things that can manifest later and especially if you have certain relationships that you have to keep in mind um, if you require like a certain amount of time to keep those relationships going or if you feel like you have to be in in terms of relationships it could be anything from like family, friends, uh, significant others and it's really important to consider like if the relationship will like be maintained or if it's like you need to remain close to those relationships because they keep you I guess stable in a way with your work or not and it's just all like really important to consider and it's something I've definitely overlooked with my time in graduate school and I really wish um in hindsight that I would have um focused in more on that and reconsidered and maybe taken a break or something like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you, uh, right here, let's, let's jump back into this mental health, um, aspect of, I guess, physical health as well. So for you specifically, what were some, uh, some symptoms or, or just things that manifested from your time in grad school, uh, both physical and, and mental health? What, what were some things that you, you were challenged by?
1: Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I contracted shingles from stress. Yikes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) now that I think about it, oh my god, Um, I've just had such a loaded schedule with, you know, just making sure that I'm conferring my degree on time, that I'm writing my thesis, and I had all these different assignments piling up, and all these different meetings that I had to attend, and I'm currently also doing an internship at the moment, so I was balancing a schedule with them, and it got to a point where I wasn't really taking care of myself, and I wasn't practicing, you know, ways to manage stress in a healthy way. And I just ended up, um, like, weakening my immune system to the point where just I contracted shingles, and I had to take a week off from school, but I still had to attend classes online, so I don't get marked down for not participating or not being in class for that day, so...
0: Now, is shingles one of those things where you've probably got three months to live, or, or what's the prognosis here? Oh,
1: <laughs> um, so shingles is basically, like, if you have the chicken pox virus, then it stays in your system, and it stays, I think, along, like, your spinal cord within, like, the little um, neuro uh, connections and whatnot that is, like, in your body. So, basically, what happens is, like, that virus can... Reemerge sometime like within your adulthood but it's usually for people like in their later adulthood like 50 60 year olds and it only really happens when you're either of that age or it's like if you if you're doing something that your immune system is just like not good and that's basically where I'm at with like my stress levels so Like, I've been getting sick very frequently, like, more frequent than I've ever had in, like, undergraduate, I would say. Like, I think, like, every month I've got, like, some kind of head cold or some kind of fever going on. And then, like, yeah, so I ended up getting some spots in my back, and I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? Is this, like, a spider bite or something? So... I leave it alone and then it starts like burning and itching and I'm like okay this is not normal and then lo and behold two more spots emerge near that spot I start freaking out I'm like I gotta go to the hospital so I go see my primary care physician and they're like yeah that's shingles um what what are you doing that you've contracted it you don't see this like 20 something year olds and I'm just like yeah I've been really stressed out and like gave my schedule and they're like yeah you look very stressed out from the look from like you know like hearing your schedule and everything so I had to take a week off and it's not a big deal like the only problem is it's like it can reemerge, like if you're stressed out again like to that degree and all it really is it's like I just have like a really gross uh scar and that's it.
0: This is why we don't vaccinate our children, and this is why Obamacare has failed us. We have a ringing endorsement from Maggie herself. I know Maggie's a big, big conservative white female, so uh, uh, thank you for that endorsement. I've been trying to get that point across for weeks. On this podcast, um, we joke if you couldn't tell uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about this this idea, this concept of the the people that you're surrounded with mm. in grad school. So for you and your program, did you find that the grad community was was welcoming to you? Um, what were some of the group dynamics you found amongst the people within your cohort or your program?
1: <clears throat> so I feel like I've had good experiences with some of the people that I've met throughout my time in my graduate program, but the thing is, it's like for my cohort specifically, going into it, I felt that there's like a very um, political dynamic in there. Like There's very much like a hierarchical structure of these are the higher status people, aka the PhDs, and then... Here are the measly master students on the bottom because they're not as intelligent as us, nor are they more like um, what's the word? Like they're not as invested as us in 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 pursuing a higher education degree. Like eh, it's it's okay. And then you had me, who was still considered an undergrad technically, going into it small, afraid, not really expecting what was to come and I felt like initially like a lot of people didn't really include me in anything like I would hear about events where graduate students would get together and like hang out and stuff but for the most part I was left out of the loop and it wasn't until this year like they started to include me in more things but I think it was more to save face for the newer people that were coming in to um start their programs and their degrees but Aside from that, I mean, I've been able to make a lot of friends that were outside of my specific cohort, so I was able to make friends that were in different psychology programs and whatnot, so it wasn't all too bad, but it's just something I've noticed that people get a little too, um, they can get like a little feisty about what they're pursuing and how, in what high regard they hold themselves, I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Grad school, from my experience, can be really clicky at times. Um, it's it's funny. I was I hadn't really thought about this conversation until just now when you were talking. But I was uh, I was getting a ride home. So so my experience in grad school last year wasn't completely similar to that because we were all just master's students um there wasn't you know there wasn't this there were there were people who were just on like the one-year track people were on the two-year track etc but uh there wasn't this this huge hierarchy dynamic but I was getting a ride home uh from a a friend and she was talking about how there's definitely like this inner circle um in our grad school program and I was like oh yeah that's that's true because I I'd felt that too and I I'm used to being on the outside of of most social groups but i was asking my friend so so who do you think is like the center of of the the social group and she was like oh you definitely are and i was <laughs> i don't know i was just kind of taken aback cuz i've never really considered myself to be at the the center of any social group but uh long story short yeah it's definitely uh, clicky there are um oftentimes hierarchies as you described in your situation um i i don't know it's it, it's easy to say this being on the outside but i think a lot of it is just uh, pick up your your confidence levels and then kind of go in there and do what you want to do get out of the program get out of the experience what you need uh moving forward and that's something yeah. that's really easy to say when you're a year removed from the experience but you know ho- hopefully that can act as um, some advice for others who who might be considering a grad program or who are about to, to jump into it. Um, it let's let's briefly touch on this concept of networking so what are some of the either spoken or unspoken rules of grad school and networking within it Ooh,
1: um, I think there's a lot of definitely unspoken rules more than like verbally dictated like you're definitely given a set of expectations when you first get into your year they say like oh you know we expect you to be in contact with your advisors and with your peers and whatnot we expect you to do all these different like formal things which makes sense but I guess like communication about your plans and kind of whether they're in line with what your department expects of you or if they kind of deviate from the kind of plan and expectation they have for you as a student and as a young professional like it's definitely like a big thing like if you're starting some kind of venture or project that's independent of your program they definitely want to talk to you about that and they're basically concerned about whether you'll be remaining interest you'll be remaining interested in um, the general program that you're in or not. So that was like a lot of my experience where I was starting my internship and I just wanted to communicate that oh I have to like get out to this area right here which is like twenty something miles away from where my school is and I have to go in for orientation date and one of my uh one of the faculty members they were like, No, absolutely not. You can't. Like you have to communicate with them that you need to be in school and like you can't be doing this. And I'm like, Okay, great. So I'm wrong for trying to pursue something that's like more in the applied direction. And, you know, they communicate that, oh, we just don't want you to prioritize like an internship over your program. And I'm thinking well, isn't the program preparing me for a more applied field and isn't it good if I garner that experience? But it's just such like a misalignment. So I guess one of those unspoken rules is that you have to kind of communicate in a way what your plans are, and if it's something that's coming up, then you have to definitely communicate that to them and they need to know about it. And you just got to make sure that you have people who are supportive of your ventures, I would say.
0: Mm. yeah absolutely communication is something that i think we all wish we were better at and it's really frustrating to work at work with people who um maybe they're not necessarily not good at communicating but they just have completely different communication styles uh um, yeah. from you and they don't necessarily establish the expectations for that communication style so that's definitely something that um, I, I don't know I don't recall dealing with that a ton while I was in grad school, but definitely starting you know my first full time job and my first year as it or at it. Uh, yeah, communication is for some people it's just like super easy. you're on the same page, everything makes sense, a lot of things you don't even have to say, and then other people it's like pulling teeth to try to um i don't know get on the same page as them because things that you thought they knew about two months ago, you're just finding out they've never even heard of. So yeah, it's, uh, um, it's, it's really tough, especially when, when people just aren't clear with, with their expectations. So um, let's, let's finish up here with, with just kind of some more like, uh, not necessarily logistics, nuts and bolts, but um, what are, and I, I have a laundry list a mile long of things I could say for this, but what are some of the things that you have had to sacrifice um you know being a being a master's student
1: I definitely had to sacrifice a lot of hobbies that I enjoy so things like art things like um I guess sewing cosplay stuff that I've been like really passionate about things that have kind of been a part of my character I had to give up just to like make sure that I'm getting a degree and that kind of left me empty throughout the year where I felt like I wasn't really myself and I didn't have an identity outside of school and that's very difficult so I feel like you're kind of sacrificing your identity when you're a graduate student like you're kind of stripped away of these outside influences and it's all about how many academic papers you can memorize and turn out and whatnot so definitely had to give up that. I definitely had to start filling in my free time with more things that were geared towards things like um, job searching and, of course, like networking and being able to get your name out. And your, your free time basically becomes time for basically like building your brand as a graduate student and as a budding young young professional in the field and making sure that you know you're attending all these dinners that you get invited to all these different events that you're coming around to these talks and you you sometimes like have to drop weekend plans to make it to something and you have to just like constantly be available so I feel like I had to give up a lot of my free time a lot of my hobbies and I, I really had to get into that mindset of, like, I'm in school, this is my life, I go to school, I eat at school, I sometimes sleep at school, it's, yeah.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the the free time aspect, because I can definitely yeah. recall, um, whether it was undergrad or, or grad school, when you have, quote-unquote, free time, feeling like if you're not using it to advance your, like, grad school situation or your career or professional development you feel like it's just a complete waste of time and you feel like you're falling behind uh, everyone else and that's definitely been a mental and kind of kind of a physical adjustment for me since finishing grad school is when I have free time is like not being afraid to just read a book because it's fun, not necessarily because it's informative on the world of you know my career or what I'm interested in academically um, I don't think I, I maybe won over Christmas break, but I don't recall reading any books for fun while I was in grad school. I was already only doing about half of the reading I was supposed to be doing for classes, so there's no way I was going to you know be be reading books for fun but you know you definitely look you want to have that balance because you don't want to just you know go to work or go to school from nine to five and then outside of that just be i don't know playing video games the whole time and then jump back into it but you you definitely for your own mental health need to be able to find that balance between Mm -hmm. doing some things for you know your your either your academic career your professional career uh, but also just doing things for fun like I spent Memorial Day hiking in Virginia just because I could get away because I had three days off and that's <laughs> something that, I don't know, not that you absolutely exclusively have to give that sort of thing up in grad school but your opportunities to do that will be a lot less and you probably won't feel very at peace with yourself when you're doing something that's completely unrelated. So. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm. Last, My last question for you here is kind of the, the big question here, and hopefully it will be helpful to anybody who's listening. In your opinion, um, what are the biggest things a person should ask themselves or do research on before they commit to a graduate program?
1: I would say definitely research on how much how much time like it would generally take to do work and ask yourself like if you have that time to kind of you know hunker down and really get that work done because it's a really big crucial thing that you can like find the time so do you have any like outstanding obligations that might get in the way of that because if so then it might take a little longer to get uh your degree done and everything like there's definitely nothing wrong with that um and I guess just like asking yourself like do you really need to go to grad school like for the I guess career trek that you're that you're gunning for so if you're doing something in your field do you feel that it's relevant for you or if it's beneficial for you to have a grad a graduate degree under your belt because more often than not especially in today's job market and everything it's very much it's i would say like it's very um it's not as important as it used to be where if you want to go to a specific sect of your potential career field that you might need like a higher, uh, educational degree and whatnot. But at the same time, like there's so many opportunities now in the job market where you can kind of make it with a bachelor's degree or you can apply your, um, knowledge and skills and abilities that you've picked up with your bachelor's degree into a completely different field that might be perfect for you and that you really don't want to budge out of because you feel like you can grow in wherever you are so it's like a really big option if you feel that graduate school is an intermediate step between you and your uh career goals or you feel like graduate school is like that necessary step to get to where you need to get to um that and I feel like do you do you feel like your um, it's like your mental state allows for you to pursue graduate school because it's such a it's such a taxing process to do graduate work. I would say that if you I don't know if you have like some kind of um, disposition to not focus on work as much, or you have that kind of disposition where you get easily distracted or easily frustrated, then You you might want to take those extra precautions to make sure that when you are faced with those, like, more tumulus times and those more, like, stressful nights of having to cram all these different papers or cram all this information for an exam, that you're going to be, you're going to have the ability to do it instead of, like, you know, failing out of a class or having to redo a quarter or a semester. I think it's really important to kind of think about those things and in terms of like graduate programs, it might be good to just research the school in general and kind of see I I don't know if there's like different resources online where you can just kind of see like what people are saying what people are saying about the programs that they've been in or if there's any kind of like anecdotal evidence of a person who's been part of that program or it's easy to just kind of ask around with friends and family and even faculty if you can be connected with someone who's currently in that program I find that's really helpful too I've spoken to a lot of people that are interested in my program outside of school and I've, like, basically gave them the rundown. I'm like, listen, um, it's Mm -hmm. really difficult. It's nothing like undergrad. So it's really good to get that insider's perspective, especially, like, it's way more helpful, too, if it's unbiased, because sometimes you'll have people that's like, no, I love graduate school. Graduate school is, like, my whole world, which is nothing wrong with that. But I feel like it just doesn't really capture that other side of it where it's, like, there is that stress. There is that potential for burning out, and yeah, that's what I would say on the matter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know. I definitely relate this to my current role um, as an administrator right now. And when I try to attract students to my university, I say, look, if if you really think that this is something you're interested in, come in, visit a class, and talk to students. And and we luckily have programs in place. Uh, for students who are able to do that, obviously, most you're not going to be able to probably go to a graduate class. Although I suppose that that depends on the program, but you can. I think most most programs that I'm aware of would be happy to you know put a, a student from their program in touch with you to just have a conversation, talk about that. It's it's a little bit more work on the front end, but it, it definitely pays off um, in the long run, and it can save you a lot of frustration a lot of pain and then on top of that a lot of money absolutely um, as well yeah. Gra- thing that uh, uh, if you know if you're if you're working at a company there's a chance that they might pay for you to go get your master's your your MBA or what have you but for a lot of students who are just you know graduating undergrad and going into grad school it's probably going to cost you a lot of money and something that uh, you know, even I was I was fortunate to get you know a, a solid academic scholarship through the through the school for my graduate program. But a lot of students are just kind of left high and dry on that. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. with a new tax bill that just came out, it makes uh, paying for your graduate degree even more difficult. So I was, uh, I don't know. I'm glad that I I did my degree when I did because I feel like. I don't know. Once you get that taste of of work and if you have a family and stuff then it can be really difficult to go back and I don't envy the people who I was in my program with who were on like the four-year track cuz that just I don't know. That oh seems God, yeah. that seems miserable, more miserable than what the one-year track was like, but yeah, there are a lot of things to to weigh and to consider before you commit. To a graduate program. You don't have to just kind of be firing blanks. There are steps that you can take um, to, to to get a better idea of what your life would be like um, before, uh, before you commit to that program. Yeah, oh, man. Sure. We're at 35 minutes. Maggie, thank wow. you so much uh, for, for coming on the podcast. And this was all really helpful, really informative. I actually have some friends who um, both... At the undergraduate level, and uh, just people in my professional life who are thinking of of going to grad school. So, hopefully, this will uh, this will serve as a uh, I don't know a helpful half hour yeah. discussion for them. Do you have anything that uh, that you want to plug? Anything that's coming up for you, or any uh, any big summer plans? What's what's going on in your life post graduation?
1: Um, post graduation, I'm just kind of gonna. Decompress, rekindle my love for all the hobbies that I had to kind of leave in the corner, didn't abandon them, but they're just kind of sitting there like, Hey, Hey Maggie, we're still here. <laughs> and I'm going to do some travel too. So that'll be nice. Um, what I have on my radar right now is Arizona and Japan. So
0: basically the same.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: How did you pick those two places?
1: Um, Arizona, because I have friends down there who are attending um, uh, ASU right now, and I absolutely fell in love with the state when I went there this winter. And a lot of people tell me is that, yes, you will fall in love with it in the winter because it's so nice and warm, but in the summer <laughs> it just gets uncomfortably hot. But that's okay. So I'm going to go down there, kind of hike, boulder, do some desert exploring, so that'll be fun. And Japan, because I have a friend who is attending a conference there, and they offer to bring me as a plus one and kind of join in and see what is going on there. Plus, it's been my dream, and I've been researching for years as to
0: like where I would like to visit in Japan. So I'm very excited. Are you getting your flights paid for
1: that? Um, I... I'm going to be pay- paying for my flight for Arizona by myself and for Japan I have frequent miles that okay. I could use to kind of subsidize the cost.
0: Okay. Okay, all right. Well, that sounds yeah. that sounds like a lot of fun actually. I've never I don't think I've ever been to Arizona in the summer. I have obviously heard the same thing that it's just crazy hot. The one nice thing that yeah. that you hear about it though is that it's a dry heat and so you I'm sure yes. you still sweat but it's not like I mean it's I'm sitting here in my living room and it's probably 82 83 degrees outside but it's 100% humidity oh and it's it's Ugh. just like I'm just sweating and that's the way it is. And you get out of the shower and you might as well not have a towel because it's not really gonna help at all. So exactly. hopefully Arizona is nicer than that. And I what uh what month are you going to Japan?
1: Um I'm going I would say end of July and I've heard that it gets really hot there too. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be great, just like very Hot right. summer destinations, but you know the good thing about Arizona is that in the desert, the temperature drops at night, yeah. so you're like in like a cool 60s, 70s, so it's very comfortable just walking around there, I would say. And in Japan, I'm not too sure about what the night temperature is like, but I think it might be a little humid there but i don't think as comparable as chicago's humidity sure sure yeah
0: yeah i'm sure it depends on where you go as well because you know a place like japan one one second you can be on the beach and then you know a couple hour drive and you're up in the mountains and i'm sure that the the climates and the temperatures are completely different i've never never been to uh to asia but i've heard good things so
1: it's gonna be so
0: fun (laughs) you'll you'll have to go there come back and then give us an in-depth report on the uh the status of the country so (laughs) um well well maggie (laughs) thank you uh yeah yeah yeah. i another thesis that's what i want from you um adding the stress levels uh thank you so much for uh for coming on the podcast and thank
1: you for uh, having me it was a
0: pleasure Absolutely. We'll, we'll have you stick around for one second here and uh, and we'll uh, connect real quick after after I wrap it up. But uh, thank you uh, to the listeners out there. You can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, grievances that you want to air, you can email us at Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. That's Beantown B-E-A-N-T-O-W-N podcast at yahoo.com. We're on Twitter at Beantown Cast. Uh, next week we're gonna have another special guest. It's going to be lit. It's going to be mental. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, and then there's been rumors that maybe Joaquin will come back. Maggie, you, you know Joaquin, don't you, from uh, from DePaul Housing Services. Oh, yeah, I remember. We have a history with Joaquin on this podcast. So uh, stay stay tuned for that. Yeah, I'll I'll let you know after we wrap up here. Um, 40 minutes, that's a good time. That's a Jesus number 40 days, 40 nights. Very religious (laughs) podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Enjoy your first week of June, and I will check in on you next week.